This is episode 32 of the Liberty L. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, what's up, Danny? How you feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling spicy. How are you feeling about this trade deadline? You feeling spicy? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it because I was fine going into it with the way our team was. I'm not mad about depth moves, you know? Yeah. Obviously, I wanted a bigger splash mm-hmm. like every fan does naturally. Yeah. Like, I was checking my phone all morning. It was a little disappointed when I saw the names that we got. But then when I look at the big picture, it's those are two solid moves right there. Two solid. It solidifies your bottom six kind of thing. Trade is for Thompson from the Canadians, fifth round pick for him. And then we traded for Derek Grant. Uh, what do we get up for him? Uh, a fourth and Kyle Criscolo. Kyle Criscolo is a g- nice little prospect. The couple fan of games that I did watch, he was kind of fun to watch. Number 51 for the Phantoms. But. You know what kind of side? Isn't he a hometown boy? Isn't he from around here? I think he went to Penn State. Uh, I'm not sure. Something I know like TJ that. Brennan isn't. He got traded as well today, too. Big trades today, Dan. Chuck yeah. Fletcher was on blockbusters <laughs> for the Phantoms. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, TJ Brendan has a really big AHL kind of contract, and it's hard to move those kind of contracts. So, in AHL perspective, that was kind of a big move. That was kind of a blockbuster move, if you will. Yeah, because he's but, a hell of an AHL player. He just can never do anything in the NHL level. Agreed. He's like a, a put-together Goss despair. <laughs> Speaking of which, Ghost was down there. for. Ghost got called back up today, though, but he did go down for two games. I watched the first game, and I thought he played okay. He made a couple plays in the defensive zone where he looked like old ghost, where he would take the puck up and then make a quick little spin that would give him, like, really big separation from the guy that was forechecking, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, his knee looks absolutely fine. Uh, he was negative. Negative. He was minus three for the, the weekend, but like I said to you before, I don't think those goals were really his fault, but people are still going to point it out. Don't think he played bad. Don't think he played amazing. But he's back up. And Chuck does not, does not, or and didn't want to trade Ghost at all. You see his comment today? Yeah, I, you see, I was on the trade Ghost train, and I still, I still, like, am. Like, or I was, because now I guess it's passed. But Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that, I I did like it, though. So did I. Because, like, it it just shows that he's really just riding with this group. Mm -hmm, For sure. And, like, they love Ghost. You know, as much as we shit on Ghost, like, inside the locker room, like, they love Ghost. And so to probably hear that from the GM makes it seem like so it's just a, adds to the family Ghost, vibe too. It probably helps about. his confidence out as Definitely. well. Hearing that from your GM saying that, like, ha-ha, yeah, I saw all those Twitter replies about how uh, I traded Ghost, but, yeah, I didn't do that. I love Ghost. That's basically what he said. So it's pretty cool to see that. And also, it's pretty cool to see we heard the Flyers went to the management and basically said, hey, can you – Show us that you're confident in us. Yeah, believe make a in us. Moves, believe in us, but don't trade anybody from the current roster, which was pretty cool to hear, and it was pretty cool to see Fletcher follow up on that and give the boys what they asked for. This is exactly what they asked for. They wanted some depth players, and that's exactly what they got. I told you the team was getting reeled back in. Do you remember that? You did. A couple yeah. pods ago after that terrible road trip when we had a, we strung a couple good games together, I was like, AV's got them reeled in right now. Because they called a players-only meeting. After, uh, I think it was either All-Star break or Christmas break, they called a players-only meeting while they were winning. Usually, like, the last yeah. the last decade, all the players-only meeting I've seen is after we got shut out in Madison Square Garden for nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's I cool mean, to see it when players they're Players-only meetings are usually after a really bad loss. So to see a players meeting after you are winning and basically to, like, gather the guys and be like, all right. The rookies. The rookies. Even, like, the guys who don't really have playoff experience but aren't rookies. To gather them. 
And for guys like Lawton to step up and be like, not Lawton, uh, Niskanen, to step up and be like, hey, I've been to the Stanley Cup. I know what it takes, but we, this is what we have to do. This is what we don't, we can't do. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool to see them gather the boys around and instill them with the confidence. Because I'm sure this group has got to be riding on on a lot of confidence right now from winning all these games, from management making a move when they ask them to do it, from the players only meeting, basically telling the guys to get ready for the playoff run that's about to happen. It's a, it's, it's a very fun time to be a Flyers fan. When's the last time that we got to experience something like this? A, a Flyers team playing really good hockey, making moves on the trade deadline for the playoffs. Like It's been a while, Danny. It's been so long that it feels brand new. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. It feels it like it's been sense. it's been it's gone for sense. so long that it feels like something I haven't seen before. Like I've seen good hockey, I've seen good Flyers teams before. Yeah, but because it's been so long since we've had a year like this, it just feels like a kid on Christmas. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and it kind of sucks because I was thinking about this earlier today while I was working, and going into this trade deadline, I know you feel the same way. We both wanted a major move to happen because what hockey fan doesn't want a major move to happen to, to benefit your team? Didn't have to be major. Not major, but like we we wanted like a a, a big kind of movie. We wanted a new toy yeah, to watch. Yeah, you know like what a I mean? Pajot or yeah, something. But I, I did not want to give up all that for Pajot. I mean, even no. though even though he did resign for five million dollars a year for I think five years. But, but Pajot is one of those guys where like I I've said this quote a lot of times on this podcast. Like we've seen him be good on a bad team. What's he on a good team? I haven't. Yeah. But to his point, when when Ottawa went to the Eastern Conference Finals, he had a killer year in the playoffs that year. So he I mean, yeah, he's a good player, we'll it, but they 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 did give up a lot for him. But thankfully, he did resign. So it hurts their future, which is good for us. But it also hurts our chances of yeah, getting good, them getting separation on. Them. They got a good player. Same with Carolina too. They got yeah, Trocheck. They got Vatanen and Trocheck. Like That's what I know. gave up. They gave up a lot, but clearly, I mean, they just went to the ECF. I get too. why they're going all in. The Oilers, they. I saw some of their fans hating on the moves that they made. Athanasiu, Athanasiu, and Mike Green. I think they're about to go on a deep playoff run. <laughs> you think so? With oh me, my David? God! Yeah, are you kidding me? That'd I think Ken Holland knows what he's doing. That'd be I said fun. that over the summer too. Look, I'm just. I told you so in hard today. <laughs> yeah, you are. But <laughs> today I was thinking. I was. I wanted the team to make a move. But at the same time, deep down, I knew that like they couldn't do it. Like, in order for them to make a move, they would have to trade a roster player, and that's exactly what the boys didn't want them to do. It's exactly what the boys said, "Don't do." So, and the, the only player it would have been was Ghost. Then Ra- Chuck cleared Raffle, that out of the water. Ra- I, I could have seen Raffle. Raffle's contract was movable, and he would be an active roster player that you would be able to move because of his contract and because he's still good. So you'd be able to get a little bit of a value for Raffle, but. Again, the boys didn't want anybody to move, so. But you'd have to get a player back that makes like kind of like the same as Raffle, and I think for that price, Raffle is kind of like the best. Yeah. At, like what he does. I mean, Pitlick for one million. Yeah, that's is, that's ridiculous. Is a fucking like, same amount that uh Thompson's making. Grant's getting seven hundred k. I mean, these these guys are making peanuts. Like this is clearly not a blockbuster trade, no. but like it's it's all morning I was wanting the Flyers to make a trade to as a fan to see that they believe in this team too. You know what I mean? Like we talk all the time about how we believe in the team and the players are excited. I want to see the management like put, put their chips on the table. And they, I mean, they did. The more I think about it, dude, honestly, him making this kind of move and not a big move honestly tells me that he's more confident in the group than we thought he was. You know what I mean? Like he's like, Hey, Hey boys, I don't have to make a big move. All I have to do is make a couple little moves for the bottom six 
you're good. Like, I like my team. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, I have confidence in you guys to go into the playoffs and make a run without making a big move. Like, he could have. If he really wanted to get spicy and and creative, he could have made a move with one of these guys. Ben Reamsdyke, Ghost, even Hag as well. He's been playing this year. Do you know it was a another big movable. trading chip? Like, we would never trade him, but Albe Kubel. That, Albe, that's like, yeah. a, like, GMs are probably, like, would love to get him. So, I really think him making these kind of moves just to, just to solidify the bottom six, I really think it tells the boys, like, hey, we have confidence in you to be able to do this thing. He has confidence in his acquisitions in the offseason. Braun, Hayes, Niskanen, how good have they been? He has confidence in these boys. Bro. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, we all wanted a spicy deadline, just like we wanted a spicy offseason, and... I remember when the offseason was going on, everyone was complaining about that it wasn't spicy, and mm-hmm. that worked out. Yeah. So I'll always give them the benefit of the doubt exactly. for what they've given me That's this year. That's exactly what I was just going to get to. Chuck has done enough this year for me to be like, okay, I'm going to give Thompson four or five games to impress me. I'm going to give Grant four or five games to just to watch him. You know what I mean? I'm not going to judge these guys after one game on a brand new team. You know what I mean? So you got to give him a little bit of time, but... I think Chuck Fletcher and this regime has earned the right for us to give them a chance because their trades and their signings this offseason, look what they've done for us. And look what we said at the beginning of the year. We said in the beginning of the year, if the Flyers don't go on their normal 10-game losing streak in the beginning of the season and they go on their crazy streak at the end of the season that they always fucking do, the winning streak that they do, and they have. And for them not like losing a lot in the beginning of the season helps them. And we said it was going to help them, and it has. Look where we are now. We're fighting for first, basically. Kevin Hayes wants first, man. Kevin Hayes wants home field advantage, home ice advantage for the playoffs. We're three points away from second. Yeah, I mean, uh, Washington just won against Pittsburgh. Yep. That was yesterday, right? Yeah, so they take first. Yeah. But, um, something I want to say about Thompson and Grant, I've, I've seen a lot of people. We're five points out of first right now. Washington has 82, we have 77. Yeah, yeah, we're three points out of second, right? Mm-hmm. Three um, points out of second, yep. One thing I've seen a lot of people is, so there's people on Twitter that automatically assume that fans, like, hate certain people. Like, I still see people, like, uh, being sarcastic about the Hag hate. I don't really see anyone hating on Hag anymore. I don't really see anyone saying, Ghost used to score 65 points, so let's keep him in line. I don't really see people saying that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you see anybody saying that, then just ignore them, but... No, no, I, I mean, but there's there's people out there that, like... Still think that people hate Yeah, that still think that people are, like, that most of the fan base or the nu- the numbers people still hate Hag. I mean, I, I look at analytics sometimes. I, I love the way Hag's played. Just like, th- this isn't Hextall, so I'm going to give Thompson and Grant a chance to get in here and impress me. You know what I mean? Justin Braun's stats weren't flashy. He came in and he did his part. He looked good. That's all you can ask from these guys. I agree so, with you. And these guys are... are um, I saw... I think it was Thompson has played in two conference championships. So these are guys like they have playoff experience, you know. And that's I mean? what Chuck wanted. Chuck yeah. wanted the guys with experience who are a little bit older and to come in here and give us a nice little playoff run and hopefully these guys can do it. I trusted I mean, Chuck Fletcher called Grant an elite PK specialist. So hopefully like we talked about in the car, Drew is done with the PK. And maybe just let him worry about 5-on-5 five five in the power play. And maybe throw Grant up there with Hayes or something. Because Farabee's no longer here. So I would he's not on the Put power play kill. Yeah, so. Yeah. Who are your PK guys right now? Hayes, Pitlick, Lotz. Coots. Coots. And then Raffle sometimes. 
Yeah, and then probably in there, and then of course Provi, Niski. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was talking about more forwards. Grant too is going to be thrown in there. Yeah. So I'm looking at the NHL playoff odds, and I've gotten myself excited looking at this because at the <laughs> end of the day, like a team can implode, whatever, blow mm-hmm. that, like a number percentage number usually doesn't mean much. Yeah. So over the span of the last week and a half. Since, I'd say, uh, the Panthers game before the Islanders game. I've been checking in on this every <laughs> single day. I'm sure All you right? have. Every single day. And I think before that Panthers game, the Flyers were at about a 60... Like, they're in the 60s range, the 60s percentile to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Islanders kept losing. Carolina lost some. We buried Columbus a little bit. Buried Florida we swept a little them. bit. We swept them. Yeah. My prediction came true. We swept Florida, too. We swept, yeah. And now we're sitting here at an 87.5. I like those odds. I like those. Those are odds that <laughs> those I'm, are I'm odds. prepping the tailgates for the playoffs. You know, <laughs> that's the, those, that's what those odds tell me. Those odds tell me, don't sweat it, kid. They're, they're going to get in. So. 85%. Some some shit would have to go down for us not to not make the playoffs right now. Would a, a classic Flyers collapse would have to happen for us to not make the playoffs. And that's not what this team is Like anymore, a TK man. Pro-V injury. Yeah, immediately we're immediately. white <laughs> or coots. I was just gonna say coots and hard again or something like yeah, done. done. Dude. Yeah, I'm Absolutely watching the Sixers. Done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. But I want to talk about the acquisitions a little bit. I know we don't want to dive too much into these guys because honestly, there's not much to dive into because they're not crazy good players. They're just depth kind of guys. I'm excited to see them. No, on, so on Tuesday I. though. Absolutely, Derek Grant will wear 38 for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's a center. He's six three, two hundred and six pounds. He's twenty nine years old. In 49 games played this season, he has 14 goals, 6 assists, and 20 points. Do we know what number Thompson's wearing? Uh, he's 44 for the, the Canadians, and nobody wears 44 for the Flyers. I mean, Phil Veroni, if he wants to take Phil Veroni's well, old number. Stewart's. Yeah, I mean, does that still matter, even though he's with down there? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it does. Because they're both like the kind of like the same kind of player, you know? <laughs> it's not like we, we got some like top six winger to come in here. He could take 44, but I mean. By all means, Thompson, Thompson, Thompson you know? if you want 44, take it. it Chris Stewart's I'm not. Cool yeah, Chris Stewart. I don't see Chris Stewart playing for the Flyers again this year. So I know. He, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. That, yeah, that experiment's done. If there, if one, if what that's one that, thing dude? that this deadline proved was that Chris Stewart's not going to be on this team. I mean, so. I we could have figured that out a while ago. <laughs> I mean, you never know with injuries and stuff like that. I mean, even with injuries now, he's not going to play yeah, hockey. Yeah, he's not the first like, call. We can be depleted as fuck, and I don't think he's coming back up. Seriously. I, I think Maxime Shizuko would get a call up before he would. Maxime Shizuko has been playing some very good hockey. I think for the Frost and Fair <laughs> would get a call up before Stewart. Yeah. Dude. I would hope so. But Nate Thompson is 14th on the Canadians in points this year. He has. 14 points in 63 games played, four goals, 10 assists. So, obviously, he's a fourth line. He's a fourth line. Yeah. So, that's why we said that we weren't going to dive into these stats too much. I dove into his advanced metrics a lot. I know some of you don't like advanced metrics, but his grants advanced metrics aren't very good. But The Ducks suck, though. The Ducks they do have suck. sucked for a little bit now. And I don't look into advanced metrics that deep. Like, I'm not going to look at an advanced metric stat and be like, oh, that guy blows just because his course he sucks. Yeah, I, like, over the summer, I was looking into Braun. Like I said, I looked into Braun's stats. I looked into Niskanen's stats. And I it was doesn't like, hurt. He's had a down year. It doesn't hurt. His course. Yeah, but it, watching Niskanen on the ice, I don't give a fuck what the stats tell oh, me yeah, now. I know he's Corsi. a great player. Fuck, you know? fuck Fenwick at that point. Like, Niskanen's been everything and more for us this year. Right, so I just want to say, how about Hayes with 19 goals? Like he's about to take the team lead in goals. Are you, are you serious? I, know, I didn't dude. expect this. No. Like I, like I came on this podcast, I defended the signing because we needed it. 
but like this is like he's filled more than the need you know what i mean yeah, like we, he's yeah. just fantastic like this when he's what game was it where he daggered was in columbus that was it right when he flexed the belt yeah like that's my that's <laughs> i was my ready dude. to run through a wall and he flexed the belt when he scored that overtime winner and they gave him a little bit of space i don't know who the defender was that gave him space yeah I, that was a but bad as dude. soon as i saw him go in that was, was felino forward <laughs> that's why he did it as soon as i saw him like give Hayes space I was like, Hayes, fucking rip that. And nobody was shooting. Coots lost the puck like three times. That weird like sequence he had where he couldn't hold on to the puck in that shift. And then finally Hayes was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to rip it. And he, oh my the God, thing I love about Hayes, how many flyers have you seen like do that? You know what I mean? In the last couple of years. Like just take the puck, enter the zone, elevate Space. it, and score. Yeah. Like, and then flex. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I, I did love the flexing. Dude, Grant, Grant would be... Sixth on this team in goals right now. If he played all year for the Flyers, he has 14 goals. You love to see that, making that's, 700k. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, he's behind Drew with 17, and he would be in front of Voracek, who has 12. So, I'll tell you what. I think that's more than Kovalchuk has this year. I mean, probably. I mean, I know Kovalchuk is a big name, but I would have took that contract. Let's talk about Kovalchuk for a little bit. I know we talked about him and how we didn't want him, but. Dude, for what they gave up, plus the salary that was retained for him. I mean, he and it's a rental. And it's, it's not a, a commitment. Yeah, I would have done it. I would have done wrong. it. I would have done it. But it's whatever. I'll take Thompson. I'll take Grant. I'm excited to watch these two play. I'm I'm ex- I'm just excited that we made moves. We didn't sell. We made moves for the playoffs. That tells me this team. I mean, we've been saying it all year. This team's gonna make the playoffs. We haven't moved from that stance yet and we won't this team's gonna make the playoffs it's just very exciting to see the philadelphia flyers finally make some kind of move i don't even give a fuck what kind of move it was they did they, they made a move for the playoffs today danny and that's something to get excited about i think did you watch any of the the flyers carnival coverage i didn't i didn't honestly i don't really care about it i didn't really like normally i wouldn't care about it either but because the the, the team's been on fire. I just I want to hear from every player, you know. Like I want to. No, I don't blame I want to see what's. I was on their busy. Mind. I had work. I had, like other things to do. It's on demand if you ever want to check it out. It's actually it's pretty entertaining. Not gonna lie. And uh, because they they enter they sit down and interview every single player, even Nolan Patrick. Well, you saw that on Twitter. Probably. I did see that it was on very Twitter. awkward interview. I didn't even want to like. Okay. I watched it one time. I like never watched it again. It just kind of made me cringe. Like the uh, secondhand Bill, embarrassment. Bill Clem- yeah, Bill Clement. Like stop. You know what I mean? Like he keeps asking him. Like he didn't ask him how he was, did he? I think he did multiple oh times. Like he was asking him questions like that. All Dude, time. like he's like, heard that how many times? Like I that know. poor kid is probably so fucking sick of talking about how he feels. You could tell Nolan was like, didn't want to talk. But um, I, I that's kind of annoying. That kind of pisses me off a little bit. All right, let me get on a more positive <laughs> vibe here. So every like it was so awesome to see because not like there wasn't many carnivals lately where you could sit down with the player and talk about how good the team is playing. Yeah, and like, be, actually yeah. be excited for the team's actually, future. Usually, yeah. you're at the carnival, and you're like, yeah, this team's going to have the 10th overall pick in the, in <laughs> yeah. the fucking draft. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a completely different vibe, man. Like, like I said, making moves for the playoffs is just something that we haven't really been accustomed to. It's really fun. Every player is excited. Provrov talked about how easy it is playing with Niskin. I thought that was awesome. You could see how excited Giroux was. Yeah. Like, Voracek. Like, these guys, like, they're, like, smart. By the way, you know what, like, made me so happy the other day? Like, warmed my heart? What? When Jake saw Oscar in the, like, like, the video they posted. His face lit up. That was... I know. That was... Dude. I was so excited just to see everybody just hug him. And just 
He, I mean, Chuck Fletcher updated us today. He said he's he's doing better than they expected, but he's still got a long way to go. It's it's just great to hear that he's doing well. It's great to see that he's able to be in the locker room yeah. after a win and hug the boys and say what's up. Team just has that that family vibe, and the Flyers like that's they're, why they're, they didn't they're always their first anybody. class. Bro. They are, I mean, that's why nobody on the team wanted any current roster player to go because they believe in this group. This group believes in each other. This group plays for each other. And like you said, it's a family kind of bond. Hayes has brought that kind of culture to this team. And Niskin too. I mean, they call him dad. It's just it's exciting, man. Let's talk about Faraby because I know people are going to want to talk about that. He's sent down. And a lot of people at first thought it was just a paper move kind of thing, but Chuck Fletcher confirmed today that it's going to be a it's going to be a permanent thing for a little bit. So, how what are your feelings on that for for right now? Um, my feeling is if he, like, it is what it is, and if he goes to the Phantoms and he lights it up, like, mm-hmm. the way he does, like, the way he did earlier in the season the first time he was there, I want him back. Yeah. That's the thing. Me too. I, if, if he's, if he's lighting it up, like, if, suppose they let him and Frost down there to light it up all mm-hmm. year and just kept them there. Yeah. I mean, if they're not making the playoffs, the Phantoms I'm talking about, so. Yeah, no, they're definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, they suck. Like, so that's something to think about. Do you want to. Do you want Faraby not playing hockey? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when that time comes, he's played. There's a reason why they had him in the lineup for the majority of the games this season. Like, I think he's still a part of their plan for this year. He is 19, and there is something on him not being just built for all these kind of games. I mean, this is the first time he's played this many amount of games in his entire life. So yeah, and there's been times where he's looked 19. Yes, like you absolutely. See him he gets thrown he, off yeah. the puck sometimes. It happens with every prospect. It's gonna happen with every prospect. It's, Drew gets thrown off the puck sometimes, and he's how 32 years old. It, it, it happens with little skill players like that. Want to talk about G. Talk about G. Go ahead. I I asked for more, and he gave me more. <laughs> I mean, he has been on fire since, he's since back, you said that. Baby, he's back. And baby. what did you say? You said right when playoff time started rolling around, everyone's going to forget about Claude Giroux not producing. He's going to show up. I know it's not playoff time right now, but fuck, it's been playoff kind of vibes for a couple weeks now. So there's just something about late February and March and April where this guy just eats all the time. And I knew if you give if you gave him some time and you kept winning games. And as the captain of the team, seeing all those years of the team collapsing, seeing that he didn't have to do it all and the team was still going to win, I think that was just going to sparkle. And I think it has. I, like, I don't want to speak too soon because yeah. there's still 20 games left. But Absolutely. I, I said, like, if, if Drew can get going, this team can really get hot. And what do we see? Yeah, because he has death behind him now. So if he gets going, his team, just can, yeah, his team can go. Especially the power play. If he gets going, that power play, like. And Hart. If Hart gets going. We said it, he we is said going. It in, I, we said it in July. If Hart gets going, this team can go places, man. I mean, Drew has one, two, three, four goals since February 8th. He's been on fire. He has two goals in the last five games. He has four assists in the last five games. So, yeah, he's been. He's been doing what you called him out to do. <laughs> what we both called him out to do. We needed more from him, absolutely. I I thought when we were talking about that at the time, he wasn't putting up points. Wasn't even putting up goals. But now he's starting to, like you say, he's starting to come around. It's something about, I mean, he is 32 years old, so maybe it takes a little bit longer for him to come around. And, like, other guys score now. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, not just him It's anymore. not him anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or other guys can pass the puck now. <laughs> and not just go for tap-ins and redirects the whole game. But... Uh, we, we we stopped last episode before the first Columbus game. Yeah. And we talked about how that week was the biggest week of the whole season. 
and how I wanted four points. I stressed that. I got my four points. Uh, I kind of want to get into those games because they were the biggest games of the year. 100%. And we Let's definitely have to it. talk to them because I remember after the, the home game, the first one, we talked about how much of a statement game that was. Biggest game of the year, and they just made it look easy. They came out 5-1. It seemed like everything they were shooting was going in. Yeah. They got the Finally, they got the bounces. It feels good to be on the other side of that because usually we're the ones getting those. Yeah, like, the shitty bounces. Yeah. Especially Hart. I feel like Hart always gets the shitty bounce. His shutout always gets robbed, I feel I like. It always gets robbed. He can't get a shutout. But, like, he always – I want to see how many games this year where Carter Hart's only let in one goal. There's probably a lot. I want to see how many games there were this year where Carter Hart didn't let any goal in until, like, the third, and then a fluke bounce happened. Or like a garbage time like goal. Yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> I definitely want to know that. But, yeah, that 5-1 game in Philly was just a rout. We just dominated them. I and, have, I got a question for you, though. Yeah. What's which which was I'm gonna like paint the picture a little bit. So which was more of a statement game, the home game in which they made it look easy and all the bounces went their way, or the road game where the bounces didn't go their way and they fought their way back? I would say the road game is more of a statement than the home game because even even not counting the fact of how shitty they've been on the road this year, just like not not taking that part into account, that game was fucking awesome. You know, coming back from three zero in any game against any team is hard to do. So to do that in the middle of a playoff race versus the team that you're fighting is fucking awesome. And to have Giroud tied up on a bomb like that, <laughs> yeah, I dude. knew I knew we were winning after that. I was like, oh, it's like this team doesn't die. You notice that? Like, yeah, this team they don't. Just no, doesn't they play for die. each other. And if you add in the fact that they've been shitty on the road, it makes it ten times more impressive that they came back and won that game. So Imagine this team when more guys start hitting their, their prime more. Like, the guys get older a little bit. We got fun years ahead. Years. This is year one. I said it weeks ago. I I tweeted out on the account. Imagine Farabee in three years, dude. Like, he's this good right now. Farabee, Frost. Hart, Myers. Hart, Myers. Myers and Sam. That's another thing we got to get into. In three years from now, they're going to be like... How good have they been? Sam and Myers. Dude, I've been saying all year. When they're at their best, like... They're the best pair. You see their just potential. You see their ceiling. But when they're at the low, I mean, like goals are gonna go in anyway. Myers That's just his, the way I look at Myers it. Myers had his best game in Columbus, by far. When Borgstrat was going on Both the wing those games, at the I end of the game, great. and he just threw him like, into the boards and just game ended. He was like, "Yeah, that was kind of easy." That hurt him too, right? I think he's out for like three to four weeks now, Bjorkstrand. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it hurt him, but so it wasn't a dirty. Injured. It wasn't a dirty play. It was no, a no, very, no. very nice play where he threw. Borchette into the boards and the and the time run out. So, I think Phil Myers has been fucking awesome. Sandheim's been stepping up. He looks more confident with the puck. Sandheim. Taking it into the ozone, I think he looks more confident. You know who else looks more confident? Who? Albe Kubel. And it's oh, really yeah. something to see. His goal? His goal against Columbus was, was awesome. He, he has a shot. Like a yes. sneaky, sneaky good shot. I feel like all of his goals so far have just been rippers. I don't even think like, it's a, I don't even think it's sneaky anymore. I just think he has a good like a, just a borderline really good, good shot. shot. He has it's, speed, and the the thing I love about him most is he just like he has like that grit and like heart, dude. He's that the, every flyer he's needs. just in your face yeah. all the time. So man. like I said, he's a, he's like a bottom six connect me. Yeah, yeah, he's connect me light. That's literally yeah, what like he a is. fourth line connect. And he's a, he's one of the best stick lifters I've seen on the Flyers in a really long time. You know how many times like along the boards I'll see. The other team, like, get the puck. I'm all right, break out of the zone. And all I just see is all by Kubel behind him. Stick lift, get it back deep. You know what I mean? Like, that fourth line just cycles like crazy. Bunneman sat back down, too. We didn't mention that, along with Farabee. 
Thompson obviously replaces him. Chuck Fletcher's already come out and said that Thompson is the 4C. So now we we were talking about this uh, on the way here a little bit, but uh, I was saying I just I think down the line Av wants a veteran guy to get on that fourth line, especially for the playoff stretch. Like like if you think about it, like if the Flyers are tied in a playoff game. You really like, who trusts Bunneman to be out there? Like, who's feeling comfortable with Bunneman out there? I mean, I guess people comfortable with Thompson out there. We'll see. I mean, that's the thing, you know. I mean, I'm 13 other. I mean, he's played like 13 seasons in the league, hasn't he? Or like more. He's like 35, so I think he's played like 18. Yeah, he was drafted in 03. Yeah, so, so yeah, plenty has... of coaches have trusted him in big playoff games to be their fourth liner. We'll I love see. I love this move because I feel like. Every year, a team makes, like, this kind of move. I remember when Tampa went out and picked up Boyle one year mm-hmm. to be their, like, depth center, and he, he was doing great job. I remember uh, Toronto went out and picked up Boyle one year. Just There's something about acquiring, like, a fourth-line center, like a veteran guy at the deadline that I like. I don't know. I feel like a lot of good teams do that, and I feel like it always works out. I feel like the big-ticket deadline yeah. piece, I feel like they usually come around to bite you sometimes. Whereas Sometimes. Well, it's funny you say that, Danny, because Dan Silver made a really good point on Twitter today. Major trade trade deadline ads from the last 10 Stanley Cup champs. 2019, the Blues made zero. 2018, the Caps made zero. 17, the Pens made zero. 16, the Pens acquired Schultz. It's a good, like you just said, it's a good little pickup. 16, I mean, uh, in 15, the Hawks acquired Vermette and then teamed in Chemo. Won a cup with Chemo. 14, Gabrick and McNabb. 13, the Hawks acquired Han, uh, Hanzus, and then 12, 11, and 10, nothing. So, it's well, a good point. You look at the Kings. The Kings were kind of, especially in that first year, 2012, they're kind of like the Flyers, built by Hextall, you know? Yeah. So, like, and a bunch of homegrown didn't talent. Didn't really need anybody, yeah, yeah kind of thing, for sure. But Oh, did you see the stat that we have the most homegrown players on an mm-hmm. active NHL roster with 12? Thank you, Hextall. <laughs> it's just, it's so fun, like, to sit back all those years and get hype about prospects and like watch prospect tape and just see how they're doing in the minors and stuff. It's finally good to see them panning out, you know, like yeah. so well easily, like one, like one of these guys or if not more of them could have flopped, you know, yeah. but they all blossom. Like connect me was picked late first round. If they could redraft right now, he's a lottery pick. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Even though that draft is deep as hell, I'm saying he's still a lottery pick. So it's like pro was probably up more than he already was, especially over guys like Zaka. And stuff like that. Absolutely, hundred percent. That that 2015 draft treated us well, didn't it? Without it, that draft, our franchises. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. Well, we never know what kind of what players we would have taken, besides Provi and all them. But it's it, it's kind of nice to not be looking forward to a draft and not be looking at a. It's fucking, nice to not care about picks. I was like, just gonna tra- say, it, ship them all. I don't give a shit. <laughs> It's nice cup. not to not to be googling a fucking NHL mock draft right now and be oh who are, who are we gonna get in the top eight? You used to do that about this time every single every year. Every fucking year, I feel like it's been the same thing for the last five years would, of my life. I would keep refreshing the like the mock lottery thing <laughs> until the Flyers got one. I'll like, never, maybe you're <laughs> I'll never forget when we fucking won the the number number two overall pick, and I was asleep, and I woke up to you just spamming my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so even though that was fun. I'm so glad we're not doing that anymore. I'm so glad we're like, we're gearing up for the playoffs. People are. I mean, did you see what Nick Albe Kubal said about the Flyers and how he doesn't think any team can beat them in four games? Like, it give makes, me makes that, me want to run dude. through a wall, dude. What makes me want to run through a wall? I <laughs> it swear makes to God, me see red, Danny. You know what it makes me see orange, orange and black, bro. That's what I need to see in the playoffs. The, just the, 
just a sea of orange. Sea. And I'll an be I'll be one sea. of those those orange shirts. <laughs> Don't worry, Danny. We'll be oh, one, yeah. one of us will be there. Maybe probably both of us. Oh yeah, at, at the at the Wives Carnival, it was cool to see so many fans saying like thank you to the players and like go on this playoff run and like we believe in you because the Flyers have been getting so much shit, especially from their own fans for so long. It was probably good for guys, like, especially the guys like Jeru and Voracek who have been through it probably all. Probably more Voracek because he blocks Yeah, everybody. I know. And Coots and stuff. It's probably like Coots used to get a ton of hate back in the day. And uh, it's probably good for those guys to look a fan in the eye and have a fan and be like, go get the fucking cup. You know, like we believe in you. And it's just awesome to see. Yeah, I think at this awesome. point they've they've won the, the fans back. Because remember how coming into the year we were saying like playoffs are bust. They got, well, they're going to make it to the playoffs. They're uh, ahead of schedule with the way they've come into this system. Like, their record right now is the best since 2010-11, which they had 106 points. Yeah. So, I mean. when They're on pace for 100 points this year. So, that's awesome. And we talked about earlier in the beginning of the podcast how AV always has really good first-year teams. And we, we noticed that. And look what he's done with this team in one year. Look at the turnaround they made. I mean, last December, I was in Mexico laughing at this team. I was replying to all their tweets laughing. You know what I mean? Like me we, yeah, me too. We both were doing it. it, it it's crazy to see what the, just the turnaround on, on, on this team. Chuck, A.V., Hayes, Niski, uh, Braun, and now these two new guys. They've built a culture that's here to stay, and they, they have a core that they can just keep building upon and it's awesome. It's it's very fun. I mean, Scott Lawton's been fucking lights out. Been he, saying it all year. I can't wait to see him in the playoffs. He's the perfect type of playoff player. I loved when he like, scored that goal at home. And like when he scored it, him and I forget who he was with. I think it was Roth. He, they, they hit the boards and they hugged. Pro-V, then, like, Pro-V. Was it Provy? Yeah. They hit the boards and they hugged. And then like the Jets player was like right next to him. And fucking Scott Lawton pushed him. I didn't like hog Proby. It was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, I love that shit, dude. Like Lawton brings that kind of like yeah. gritty mentality to a to a team. And seeing him in the playoffs, like we said, seeing Proby in the playoffs, Couturier playoffs. Of course, Coots. He's the he's he's he's, <sighs> Danny, he's the I'm main excited, ticket in man. the playoffs, Couturier. Uh, Pitlick in the playoffs is gonna be fun. His his forechecking is gonna be everyone brought the to light in the playoffs. But uh, on Couturier, like every time he scores a goal, I'm always just like, "That's Couturier." Is you he winning the Selkie this year? Yeah, he has to. I don't know who else can compete with him. I really don't. So, uh, maybe Bergeron. I like always. If Bergeron gets it again, dude, I'm gonna be pissed. But um, Couturier could have had it. Should have had it like two years ago when Bergeron won it. When I was just, Bergeron just got it because he's been the winner. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because he's always been like the that guy, the prototypical defensive centerman. Well, like, guess what, guy? Sean Couturier is here. Did you see Hazeli Couturier after he scored that goal when he uh he did line A Selly? I don't think anyone really talked about that. No one really talked about that ever. No. He did line A Selly after he scored. Like did he really? where he goes like this and seats the the oh. stick like it's a sword. Did like, line A say? No, nah, no one no one talked about. It. Maybe he wasn't trying to, but that is line A celebration. Like that's what line A does. He does like the the twirl, then he seats the stick like it's a sword. Well, Coots is like I saw Coots do it. I was like, ah, that's line A. <laughs> I was like, he. Yeah. <laughs> Lana is good though. We talked about trading for him in the, earlier in the season. <laughs> Remember that whole we were like debacle? Do the thing. Do the thing. How about Johnny Gaudreau leaving practice today to go piss? 
bad day Jerk to leave practice. Everybody dude. Off, bro. He did I that think he did it purposely. Too. I feel like he does all this on purpose because like removing the shit from his bio <laughs> and then putting it he's back. Just he's just fucking everybody. with dudes. He is. Yeah. I mean, he has to see all the Philly dudes in his replies. Like Johnny, come home. I do want Johnny Cadrillo, dude. That's the plan eventually. Hayes is gonna Hayes is gonna lure him over. But I don't want I don't want him when he's like thirty. 31, you know what I mean? I'll take him when he's 30. <laughs> I want him now, dude. I want him now. How, how, how old is Johnny Goudreau right now? Uh, I want to say he's probably in his late 20s. There's no way he's like 25, 26. I don't think so. Yeah, my guess would all. He's 26. Yeah, he, dude, he's, he's 26. 26 his bro. contract will be up when he's 28, 29. I'll take him I'll then. I'll take him then, yeah. Kevin Hayes I, is going to be like, bud, Philly's fun. This Drew guy, this Faraby guy, this Frost guy, this Couturier guy, fucking nasty. Like, wait, and then... Johnny Goudreau's like, what about that Voracek guy? He's like, oh, yeah, he's in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Columbus. Nah, I'm kidding. I love Voracek. But 26 years old, dude. 36 assists, 16 goals this year, 52 points. Dude's a superstar. I threw a tweet out, <laughs> like, last week talking about moving Frost for Goudreau. Oh, people everybody lost their shit. Lost their shit. That. that wasn't serious. Like, I was just throwing shit out there just to see. What what you were asking was... Would you care yeah, if Frost was the front of that kind of trade? Maybe not even the front. Like, would you care if Frost was in a trade for Johnny Hockey? That's what you were asking. Like, yeah. Because like, we all were talking about Johnny Hockey trades. What you were asking... You basically were trying to figure out who was untouchable and who wasn't by doing that. You were saying, yeah. is Frost untouchable or is he not untouchable? Oh, he's not untouchable. And people were like... People assumed you thought... Like, people assumed you meant one for one. Yeah. Which like, is, no. like, not like, even One guy scored 100 points in the NHL last year, <laughs> and the other guy was playing for Sioux St. Dude, Marie. I was getting ripped. I was getting quote, like, we were, yeah. getting, we were getting quote tweeted about, like, we know that a one for one with Johnny Goudreau and yeah, Morgan Frost is not possible. Yeah. I know one guy played for St. Sioux Marie. Or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, it is. Right. And then the other guy scored 100 points in the NHL last year. <laughs> yeah, like, like, we're the biggest Frost guys on the Flyers' Twitter. That trade is not possible. I was just saying, like you said, would you be comfortable with Frost being in a trade for Goudreau? Like and Frost I goes would, in a first or something. I like, would be. I would be, yeah. Anything to bring Johnny home. Anything to bring Johnny home. Damn. I, I, like, I can't remember a time where we've had like a, a hometown guy on the Flyers. Like... That that was like really good. Yeah, you know yeah. What not, I mean? not TJ Brandon. <laughs> you know how fun that would be though It'd to be have awesome. a guy who like grew up a Flyers fan, awesome. like lighten it up for us. That'd be awesome. And I'm sitting here telling myself if that trade, if I was Chuck Fletcher and the button was right in front of me to make that trade, would like I would probably press it. Frost, a couple picks, another player for Goudreau, I would do it. As much as we love Frost, man. Dude, I'm a big like proven guy. Unproven guy, like I want the proven. Yeah, guy. absolutely. You know 100%. what I mean. Even even if you think that unproven guy is going to be something someday, you take that ten times out of ten. But I want to stop talking about that. That was just something funny. I thought of us getting a little roasted there. But <laughs> Derek Grant has more goals than Jake Voracek this year. Yeah, I said that. That's I don't I don't know if that's a test. Jake's more of a playmaker anyway. Yeah, and the Ducks suck. So like you said, Grant. On this team right now, an AV system, it's going to be fun. I'm going to give these guys four, five, six games to impress me. And Grant probably didn't get much power play time either. He played I mean, net front. I believe I saw a tweet that he played net front. It might not have been power play one, but maybe it was yeah, two. They still have, like, Getzlav and Kasha and Silver. And Kasha not anymore. Raquel. Oh, they where'd he go? They traded Kasha. Where'd he go? Boston, right? Oh, the East is getting stronger I th- and stronger. I mean, dude, I know. Fucking Pittsburgh got Marlowe. Zucker, 
Who else did they get? They got I somebody else too. Talker. They got somebody else too, dude. I don't, I don't know who they got. The Caps got Kobe, obviously. Islanders got fucking Pajot, and then who, Buffalo picking up Wayne Simmons. Yeah. That's the weirdest. Dude, he move waved of the day. his no trade clause to go there. Weirdest move of the day. He hated Jersey so much. He hated that fucking place so much, Danny, that he was like, you know what? Buffalo, dude. He was like, I'm <laughs> gonna go to Buffalo. I'm gonna wave my no trade clause, and I'm headed to Buffalo. Calgary didn't make any moves, right? They didn't do shit. Ooh, uh, I'm looking at their team right now, bro, and their team isn't bad. Goudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Lindholm, Monahan, Backlund, Derek Ryan, Mark Giordano, like Noah Hatt, like these guys. Like, they, they won their division how last they year. Better. They won their division last year. It's not that's good. Not, not that good this year. I'll though. tell you what it was. I think it was the whole like Bill Peters thing. You think so? Yeah, because they they sucked under him. They got better without him. I think it was one of those like kind of like the Flyers, like too little, too late. Yeah, I mean they're in the first wild card spot right now with 70 points, but they have like. They have the Jets with 69 points, the Predators with 68 points, and then Arizona has 70 points in the second wild card spot. So as easy as they're in the playoffs now, they could be out later. Same thing with the Flyers, man. You never know, but we're pretty confident with the Flyers. We know more about the Flyers than we do with the Flames. So I'm not worried about the Flames right now. The thing that worries me with with the Flyers' playoff chances, I'm not worried about the team at all. I'm just worried about the teams around us. They, they don't. Like they've been losing lately, but it's all, great ye- all it. year it's like they haven't lost either. So whereas we're confident in our team, I mean, like, dude, I mean, it just felt like a couple of weeks ago we were outside of eighth seed and everyone was saying this team is still mediocre and we're now we're going for first. That just goes to show how tight the division is and how it can and really how big this month is because we uh, get all of these teams in our building. And, and our schedule gets harder in March too, so it's it's gonna get harder. And I saw a lot of things on Twitter talking about if the Flyers don't make the playoffs this year, is it? Uh, what was the word they used? Is it a non-successful season? 100%. 100%. Yes, without a question. This year, you think so? Like, if the Flyers still played pretty good hockey and didn't make the playoffs just because of how yoked this fucking division is, would you be mad? Yeah, I still because I, I think we can... I think we're a better team than those teams. So if they're winning, we should also be winning. We have a 90% chance to make the playoffs. If we don't make it at this point, it's like a I said, major disappointment. Something, something yeah. happened. If, I agree. I agree. I think this team's playing with the most confidence they've had since I don't even know. In now they get a lot of home games, too. Like, they yeah. play Carolina, Islanders, all these guys that, that were tight with in Pittsburgh. We get them all at home. We mm-hmm. get them all at home in March. Uh, I was taking a look at how many uh, Metro rivals we have to play on the road from here on out. And we, we get New York twice. We get Washington once, which yeah. we've already beaten them on the road. We'll see how that goes. And then we get New Jersey. So, like, Bring the it. majority of the playoff matchups with the Metro teams for the rest of the way that will determine our seeding are going to be at home. And I think it's time that – it's just – it's time. Like, let's, let's go. You know, I'm ready. Yeah, let's, I'm ready let's too, go. man. Do you think it's weird that we end the season – Playing Nashville and then Buffalo. Or yeah, is that normal? Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't understand sh- why. If if you look at our, our schedule right here, I don't get why both of our matchups against Nashville and Buffalo are coming in like the last four weeks of the season. That's what I'm saying. Like the home and the road and the home and the road against both teams. Yeah, like why are we playing Nashville this late right now and like fucking Dallas and shit. It's weird. But. I think every year we go to Nashville, we usually always go to Dallas thereafter. Kind of like how like the Florida yeah, yeah. is and the mm-hmm. Carolina is like always the road, yeah, yeah, definitely like the road trips for sure. Well, we got the Sharks tomorrow though. Let's talk about the games up up and coming. Um, 
Oh, this is something I wanted to. I've been thinking about this all week. I wanted to say this on the pod. The Rangers. Yeah. They're man. getting kind of. They're getting kind of up there, and I feel, dude. <laughs> they're like they're like seven points away from us, which at this point in the season, that's a ton of points to make up. Yeah. But they also get a, a home and home against us. So if they made the most of that, like they're within three points of us. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So scary, bro. That's a, a big couple games right there. I'm expecting the Flyers to not take them lightly. I don't think they will because the Flyers are not they're not like that anymore. Now that I said that, watch it happen. But <laughs> so the Sharks, I mean, the way the, the Sharks are injury riddled. Uh, they just traded a bunch of guys. Like you gotta win that game. You know what I'm saying? No, have to. You, you absolutely have to. Have to. Carlson's not playing. Like they're injury riddled, like you said. You have to win that game. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you get the Rangers at home, who are playing good hockey. So, just take. I mean, obviously, I want them to win both of those games. Yeah. But if they just get one, that like it, it's a wash. You know, like Rangers will get two points on us. We get two points on them, and then there's still a seven. Bro, points. if we lose to New York, n- n- no matter what way we put it, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> if we lose to them pissed. twice. I'll be pissed. But the way they're playing right now, they they might win on at home against those. I, that wouldn't surprise me. Madison Square Garden is like a house of horrors. I for fucking us. hate playing there, dude. It's the worst. I absolutely hate playing there. Hey, but if you think about it, we have no more games in Boston. That's good. Yeah. I hate games in Boston. Uh, no more games in in the uh, Islanders at yeah. the Islanders. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Hate those fucking games. <laughs> no, I don't think. No, no more games in Pittsburgh either. So I mean, like, it's just. We have to bring this home here. I, and I believe in this team, man. I really do. I do too. I I really do, Dan. And I I'm ready for the playoffs right now. I mean, we've been saying it. We got 20 something games left. I want them now, though. Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> uh yeah, but these next two games are important. We only have two games this week, which is kind of weird until until the, the next time we talk. Yeah, we have um a game on Sunday at noon. Now I don't know how, like how that's gonna really work for our episode scheduling because we could just do it after. So three yeah, we games could just next do time it after. Now for sure that would probably make more sense because I don't want to do a fucking podcast about about the Flyers that day. Yeah, talk shit about the Rangers and then get wiped by them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to do that. So yeah, let's just wait till after. I don't think we're gonna wipe by them, but that twelve o'clock in New York game on probably NBC. That's gonna be a fun game to watch. I'm excited for that one. The we always play New York, like, in New York at 12 on NBC, I feel That's like, fun. every year. Yeah. yeah, it's like a matinee game. Um, we'll talk about Limblom real quick, just to throw that in there, how he uh, Chuck updated us on Oscar today. He I think did. we already talked about that. We did? Earlier yeah, in the okay, pod. Cool. yeah. Yeah, just, it's really good to hear. Yeah, we did. It's, re- it's just really good to hear him doing well. We're playing for you, buddy. <laughs> for sure. I'm, like, excited for every game at this point. Yeah, year. man, it's just, it, it, it's playoff like hockey. It's, it's. Because I know I'm going to sit down at 7 o'clock, and I'm most likely going to get a good hockey game. Like, there's duds. Like, every sport, there's dud games. You know what I mean? But I know I'm getting good hockey game, good product, good team, fun to watch. Like, Washington's lost to the passes these dudes make now. Guys who were on the team last year, I didn't even see passing the puck. Like, this shit's contagious. (laughs) The way, like, the system. I mean, I heard, I didn't watch the Winnipeg game. You did, though, right? Oh, yeah. I I was working. Yeah, I watched the full game. Heard the first period in that game, they, they they were in one of their camp connect the pass kind of funks where they just couldn't pass for a period, but they still looked good. I thought they looked all right. I mean, they, I, I forget who tweeted it, but I, I, I did see it and they do do that sometimes. So that, that Columbus game, the first, they, yeah. yeah, they were passing though. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were going like it. 
there's been I feel like they they always have those games like in the beginning where they can't connect passes, but in that Columbus game it felt like everything was connecting. It's just something like, about they were just dancing. Or no, the Winnipeg game. Kevin Hayes was just dancing. Yeah, I did see like, a couple he, of his yeah, dances. Yeah, he was. I saw it, your tweet too. To yeah, actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, the Winnipeg game, they looked fine. The way they were passing, the moves that they were making, the passes, I thought they Good. that was a fun game. That was a good Saturday game. That's that's a game that I feel like last year's Flyers lose, by the way. Saturday game against the inferior opponent after you won your two big playoff-esque games. That's usually a game they drop. I'm glad to see them come out, score the first goal in the first four minutes again. It is different, though, yeah, man, it's, isn't it's, it? It's awesome. It's, it's a good feeling. It really is. I constantly have to, like, check myself because there's, like, so many moments where I'm, like – like trying to like I'm seeping in my own old thought process like they're gonna blow this they're about they're about to collapse their season I'm like every other time I thought that they've come out proving me wrong so. I'm not saying the Flyers are gonna win the cup this year but wh- the only thing holding anybody back right now and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong anything holding anybody back right now from saying that they think the Flyers could win the playoffs is obviously the road struggles which haven't been that bad lately obviously because we won that huge game in against the Blues a while ago. We won that huge game against Columbus in Columbus. But, like, why not? Why not us? You know what I mean? Like, we sh- we've we shown that we can beat the best teams in the league. Albert Cabell doesn't think anybody can beat us in a four-game series. Like, why not us? You know what yeah, I mean? that's the mindset to have. Whereas, like, in years past, we would make the playoffs, and we would still know, like, we're not winning the Cup. Now yeah. it's like, anybody who knows? Can, I honestly think anybody can win the Cup this year. I yeah. think obviously you have your favorites with Vegas and and and, and Pittsburgh. Got to throw St. Louis in there. Got to throw St. Louis in there. Uh, probably yeah. the Capitals and Pittsburgh would be the two East teams, and then Vegas. Uh, I don't know, bro. I'm I'm saying East contenders. I'm going Pittsburgh, Boston, Washington, Philly, and then in the West I'm going to go like Edmonton. 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 I'm Ooh, going Edmonton. That is St. Spicy. Edmonton, dude. You remember it was uh what was it a couple of years ago where their team was e- way worse than it is now. Yes, I do remember. And McDavid that. lugged them to a like game seven against the Ducks where they were Round up three two, nothing. Right? Yeah, they were up like three nothing in the third. Let up four goals in like the last two minutes, and that stopped them from going to the conference yeah. finals. He easily could have went to the cup. I'm pretty year. sure. I'm pretty sure we watched a couple of those games together. Yeah, we did, and we enjoyed a lot of those games. Oilers in the playoffs with the best player in the world. The NHL wants their best player in the playoffs. Maybe so. the two best players. They have two of them. Yeah, they have no. two cheat codes, dude. They remind me so much of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know that we're not talking about the Flyers right now, but they have the two. The one-two punch. The one-two yeah. punch with, like, nothing behind them, just like Pittsburgh kind of does. I know they have fucking Zucker and Tang and shit, but yeah, you know what I'm trying to I've say. What I've noticed about Pittsburgh is, like, they have that one-two spine, a couple, like, really good, not great scoring wingers. And then they have, like, that key defensive piece, like the, the Latang, And then they have, like, your Schultz. And then it's just nobodies. And then it's, for some reason, they keep finding goalies out of nowhere, too. <laughs> yeah, just picking it out yeah, of their Yeah, seriously, bro. dude. They're, they're just going into their farm team, pulling out guys, and they're fucking Vesna winners. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like Jari? It's like the third all-star goalie they've had in, like, two years. You know what I mean? And they've it all been, like, annoying. homegrown, too. I know, dude. It is fucking annoying. But they get back on the Flyers page. I just want to kind of sum everything up. Derek Grant, how do you feel about him as like a total wrap-up kind of thing? Grant, Grant, Thompson, two picks. I mean, two trades for depth. I feel like Thompson is going to be like what we thought Stewart was going to bring to the lineup, just like hitting, energy, fights, just hit the puck kind of thing. But, but can actually like puck handle and like make yeah, a pass. Yeah, maybe, maybe not that good, but better than Stewart. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I think with Grant, I think he, he reminds me of – 
reminds me of kind of like a pit lick. Yeah. It reminds me of like, like, like the Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Like a guy that probably should be on the fourth line, but hey, if he has good chemistry with someone or someone's hurt and you put him on the third line, he'd fit in just fine. Agreed. Do, but do you know what really makes me excited about these kind of trades and the trades that Chuck made today? If these trades don't work out and these players are like, they don't fit the system and they don't look good, you didn't give up much for them. Hands they clean. don't make anything. Hands clean. You can wipe your Guess hands Guess what? Clean. Guess who's in the AHL? Bonneman, Frost, and Farabee. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If these players don't work out, you have... It's so much different, man. Like, we have depth. If we, this was Hextall, he would have gotten Derek Grant, but like on a three-year deal. He would have gotten like that kind of <laughs> he player. He would have like, Derek Grant, welcome to the Flyers. Here's a four-year contract for $56 million, 23 yeah. guaranteed. Or welcome he would have gotten like squad. Phil Bula back, who has like three years on his deal. He would have yeah. done something like that. Like, whereas Fletcher realizes that like these guys aren't world beaters. They're just depth players for a playoff run. And if they after don't, the year, we can wipe our hands clean. Not probably. even after the year. This year, if, if, it, if they don't work out. Like you said, yeah. After the year, like yeah. they don't make shit. You can walk away from it, and e- even in the year, they can. Are they waiver exempt? You could throw them away. Nah, probably not. Maybe, maybe Thompson. I, I don't, don't know. know, but I know for a fact if these players don't work out, you always have other options in the AHL who are putting points up in the AHL who can play. So let's talk about that real quick. I, I just want to talk about Frost and how. And I mean, he is our number one prospect, so. There is reason to talk about him. He is kind of lighting up the AHL right now. Something that the the, uh, the front office definitely wanted him to do. Chuck Fletcher and even the assistant GM, Flair, and even us, we've noticed it. He needs to get better off the puck. He needs to get better with turning the puck over. But I don't know his name. He's an announcer for the AHL. His name's Bob. I want to say it's like Bob Rotrock. Rotrock. Yes. Sorry, Bob, if I'm but- butchering your name, I, I apologize. I feel, like, I feel like we always be like Bob something every time we. Bring yeah, up I'm sorry. Name. We'll get it right for for next. We time, will. So. But I feel like he's just one of those like one of those dudes on my timeline. Like I just glance at their name. I don't focus fully. You know. When did Frost get called up? Uh, called uh, sent down. Ooh. Do you remember? Um. Shit. Nah, I don't. To be honest, I, like I don't remember the exact day. Like I can't yeah. tell you what which game was his last. Hold on, I don't think his, I, could I, I know that. he played in the Washington game. Uh, that we blew them out seven to two. He played that Saturday. The and then he played the home Florida. Then he game. played the home Florida game and then went he, down. So or like sat and watched for a while sat and until watched. the Tampa game. No, he yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And so then he, he went down. So the Tampa game was the fifteenth. So he played on the fifteenth. Okay, then that, maybe that's not right. I think he got sent down the Friday then or something because there's no way they would have sent him down and let him travel all the way and for a game because he was scratched the first Phantoms game. Well, he back. played. He played February 15th. And February 15th, it's right here, 2-15 he played. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to use that stat <clears throat> because before that, it's 2-1. So there's a little bit of space between those two. So since he got sent back on – No, no, what I was saying was – he, like, if he played on the 15th, he didn't get sent down on the 15th because he was scratched his first game back. That means he was probably sent down either a day or two before and then played on the 15th. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But since he got sent down, he has three goals and three assists. So six points in one, two, three, four, five games. So you're asking Frost to go down there and put up points. That's exactly what he's doing. Against Hershey, he had a goal. At one point, he had six shots on goal. That's something to look at. Six shots on goal is good. The next game, two nineteen, a goal, four shots, a goal, four shots on goal. The next game, assist, four shots on goal. So, 
He's being a he's being aggressive. Yeah. You like to see that. And Bob said that the game I think it was the game before I think it was the Hershey game was one of his best overall games AHL or NHL. So it's good to see him making progress and doing good things down there. Like I said, I also think Maxim Maxim Shizuko is playing very well down there. I think he has 50 games played this year, 10 goals, 10 assists, 20 points. Nothing crazy, but I do think he's playing good hockey. He uh, Frost set him up like three times, like two games ago, and he missed like every shot. He whipped on, I think, two of them, and the other one, I think it was a tip-in that he missed. But both of them could have three extra points right now. But it's whatever. Faraby's going to go down there, probably play with Frost on a wing with him. That'll be fun. That's going to be really fun. I might have to tune into some Phantoms games. Might have to get a weekly subscription yeah. or maybe a monthly one. Maybe I might have to splurge a little and watch to, some bro. games. Because if they're both down there, I definitely want to watch some Phantoms I games. I did too. Know? And then Ghost was down there for a little bit, so I had to watch him. Hey, and who knows? You might see Patrick. That's not a maybe, guarantee, but you yeah. might see Patrick maybe. down there. At some. If he is to come back at all this year, actually, I think no matter what, you'll see him on the Phantoms. Patty? Yeah, I think no matter – no. Ah, actually, I'm not going to guarantee yeah, that. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, like, I think there's a good chance you'll see him on the Phantoms. I'm not Anytime. 100% on him coming back to the Flyers and being fully effective for the playoff run, but I definitely could see him getting some time in, especially if he, like, comes back, like, late March when it's, like, too late. I could still see him getting some games down yeah, there just we'll to see. get his legs under him. Real quick, I, I just wanted to bring up the fact that Edmonton won – like I think they're like four and one ever since uh, McDavid went down. That's insane. That is not yeah. Drossado yeah. carried them until he came back. He Their came depth back. has looked good too. I mean, just in general, like the whole team is starting. They are starting to. Yamamoto was a prospect that I was looking at his draft year that I really wanted, and he's starting to blow up for them. So. Oh, did you also see uh, David Ayers, the emergency goalie guy who works for the Leafs we minor league team? Have to talk about that for uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, right now. I want, I want to bring it Works up. for the fucking Leafs. Their minor league team. Not even <laughs> their know, main the team. He, he, he drives Zambonis for the Marlies, and he just came in and probably <laughs> put a huge like obstacle in their playoff run. Dude. They are struggling to make the playoffs, and he might have just killed their playoff run. On hockey night in America, yeah. in Canada, yeah. he fucking beat the team that he works for. I'd be like, dude, you're in fired. In the middle the of a playoff race, Danny. If that I'm, is nuts. If I'm Dubas, I'm like, I, get this fucker <laughs> off my payroll. You can't just blame ended, him. Ended, just, our, ended our fucking playoff hopes. <laughs> He's robbing Austin Matthews, dude. He's a fucking Zamboni driver robbing dudes. <laughs> you know what was the first thing that came in my head? Everything that's going on with the Leafs this year, that's classic hack stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah, hack stuff. Everything that's going on with them, because I've been listening to some some Leafs media. They've been saying, they've been like, this team is good. They're just not performing up to their full potential and shit like what that. What does I'm that like, remind you that, of? That sounds like what I've said for the last five years. Oh, my fucking life, yeah. dude. And the same thing about them putting defensive guys on the top pair that shouldn't be there. And the way that I've heard, I don't know. Because they got a new coach, and they're still yeah, not. Keith. And they still haven't figured it out. I don't know, man. But it, that's just hilarious. That's, that's gotta be. That's something that that's something that would have happened to the Flyers in the Hackstall oh, era. Oh, easily, absolutely. They yeah. got beat by some guy who was selling cheesesteaks at Geno's like five years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's funny that you mentioned how Hackstall effect with them with that kind of game. And the more I think about you saying that, the I was watching that game like as it was going on, and the Leafs would enter a zone with a Zamboni driver in net and try to cycle it. And like try to get it back to the point for a shot. Like, what are you? Like, shoot the fucking. Like, I'm not even a flyer. Like, I'm not even a Maple Leafs fan. I'm. I'm I was. I was shoot the puck. The, the guy played, what are you doing? The guy played half. The guy literally played half of an NHL half game. A game. And they got ten shots on him. 
like, half of an NHL bro, game. Bro, I would have been shooting from center ice, dog. Like, I would have been shooting from anyway, anywhere, yeah. bro. I would have just insane. kept giving it to Matthews and being like, dude, put Steve, the fucking heat Steve on Steve Dangle guy. was like, trade everybody. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah me too. I had to. Trade of course. So every time the Leafs suffer a huge loss, you got to. It's like the EDP effect, you know? Like when the Eagles suffer a huge loss. It's a better EDP, though. EDP it's, is a way, it's a way better thought way out. Better. Like Actually respect it. Like, respect more entertaining, it. too, because yeah. like EDP is kind of repetitive at times. Like, all right, dude, we've seen you Plus he blows up. show your ass multiple times. You EDP know I mean? blows up on the dumbest shit, though. Like, he'll, he'll just blow up about like McCoy not getting the 20-yard run that he should have like yeah some, yeah some shit like that and, um, back to the flyer though let's talk about the floor Ooh, i gotta plug the new design merch if you go on design tree that's dsgntree.com slash liberty dash yell we have new designs up thanks to our buddy mark roman shout out to mark some sick designs and he's also Seriously. working on some hats stickers and i think he said socks don't hold me on that I think he's, but he's definitely working on stickers and hats. His, his designs be... have been awesome. He also designed our new, uh, our new Twitter logo. Yes. Probably soon to be our new, just like podcast cover photo. Unless he wants to, might make another one for us yeah, with we'll that. See. But Mark's been doing awesome things for us, and we got to issue out a little thank you for him. And uh, if you want five dollars off your order, DSGN five. Yes. At checkout. Those hoodies Support look the nice, boys. Danny. I'm telling you. Dude, the yeah, they, they all look so nice. I know. Like, I was, like, genuinely, like, just surprised. I was like, that looks just so nice. It does, you yeah. know what I mean? I was, like, and, it looks so clean. And to the people who are listening, if you ordered anything, tweet at us when you get it with a picture of you in the shirt. We're definitely retweet and let, let, let you guys know that we appreciate your support. It's, it's, it's awesome. All right, that's about it for episode 32 today, special deadline Monday episode. Um, we're going to end this with a couple predictions like we always do. Do you have one, or you think I should go first? Uh, I think you should go first. I'm thick. I have one, but I'm thinking about it a little bit. You can go though. All right, I'm gonna say. Drew is gonna have a two-goal game. When? Uh, do I get bonus points for? I, I'm saying just one of these games this yeah, week. Yeah, you get bonus points. Bonus points for yeah. which game? Yeah. Uh, at home against New York. Okay. I like that. I'm gonna say Grant scores his first game as a flyer. That's a good prediction. Right. I feel like flyer. I feel like guys always come in. Yeah, because Hartman's first game, he threw that yeah. huge hit and almost scored. So That's what I'm expecting to see from Grant Thompson. If the if those if you're a depth guy and you come to Philly, if you want to like solidify yourself, hit like just, just hit somebody, <laughs> hit somebody and hold on to the fucking puck. You know what I mean? Like Pitlick does. Pitlick hits guys and holds on to the puck, and we love him. <laughs> I tweet out Pitlick is the goat. Like every game, he, he is. does so many so much he little is. things. Like, I kind of want to resign him. Yeah, no, I'm definitely down for that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But guess what? Go floor. Go floor.